I wonder if Warren actually has a flat screen. Do you still have a, one of those boxy TV? You have a color TV, probably, right, Warren? But if you I've actually, got a, I, I, you got a flat screen? I've got an 85-incher. I like to watch sports on, on television. <laughs> See, I knew and, it. And it's interesting. <laughs> and I sit very close to it. it, it, it it's interesting <laughs> how in a the theater you get you get a bad result if you, you sit in the front row, but. But you can sit very close to the screen of mine. And, can you, is, it know, a I, I love it. is it a Samsung, Warren? Can you disclose yeah, that? It, it, it is a Samsung, yeah. Mine too. Yeah, it's a Samsung. I, I like it. So you watch yeah. Creighton. You watch Creighton from, uh, from like this far away. I, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and I watch the Super Bowl and I watch everything. I, I, it, it, it's, Olympics? Just think of, you know, yeah, and think of, think of, think of how... What that is compared to 40 or 50 years ago. I mean, it's the experience is just High incredible. Def. It's fantastic. Yeah. I know. All right, and you can you can tell it to switch. You can verbally tell it to you know switch to something else. Switch to switch to squawk box, for example, which is apparently one of the most common uh, verbal uh, instruct or switch from squawk box. When I'm no, I'm kidding. Anyway, go on. <laughs> All right. I, I watch you on an 85-inch screen. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my I know. I, 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 we, got, we don't pay our makeup people enough. I know. <laughs> no, we don't. Wow. All right, Warren, we want to take this part of the show and get some questions from some of the viewers who have been writing in and sending things sure. in, too. A lot of these are people who read the yeah. um, annual, your annual letter and have additional questions about Berkshire, too. First one comes from Piyush Pant, who says, both you and Charlie have the vast majority of your net worth in Berkshire stock, which means that you share the pain if things go south. Can you clarify how much of their net worth Ajit and Greg Abel have in Berkshire, and are their plans to increase? Now, they did uh, disclose their holdings as directors yeah. in, in terms of Berkshire, <clears throat> but that doesn't really tell about their net worth. Yeah, well, I, that, I, yeah. I've never asked them about their net worth. <laughs> That's their business. But Ajit obviously has a very substantial investment. He's bought every share of that in the open market, and he came into my office in 1986 on a Saturday. and. I don't think he had very much net worth at that time, and uh, uh, he's just bought, bought Berkshire as he's gone along. And, and Greg has been with Mid-American Energy, now Berkshire Energy, for well over 20 years, and his net worth is virtually 100% in Berkshire. I, I don't know that it's 100% because I don't know what he has outside, but, but I'm sure it's a very, very high percentage of his net worth is in Berkshire Hathaway Energy. And it pays no dividend, incidentally. And uh, uh, Berkshire itself owns 90% of it, so our interests are very aligned. And, and um, by the way, you don't hand out stock options like no. a lot of companies do. These, these, are, these are sums that they've kind of built up they, themselves they, over and, the years. Ajit has bought every share of that you know, in the open market, and he buys it just like anybody else. If it goes down, he suffers. I mean, we do not have one-way things. We don't, and we don't, we don't grant the directors uh, restricted shares or anything of the sort. We want our, share, our directors to stand in the shoes of the shareholders. We don't have directors and officers insurance at liability. I think maybe one other company on New York Stock Exchange does it. If, if we do something really dumb and they lose, the company loses a lot of money, they lose money and it's real money to them. It isn't just something that was given to them. Um. You didn't know how much either of them owned before, did you? Before they were well, I knew how much Gray owned of, of Berkshire Hathaway Energy. Uh, I had no idea what his holdings were of Berkshire, and I didn't know. I mean, I, I knew Ajit owned it, but I didn't. I had no idea what the amount was. Okay.
Here's another question that comes in. This one's from The Rational Walk. It says, Berkshire has become a large player in the real estate brokerage, a field that's still plagued by high commissions. I recently sold a home using Redfin and saved at least 2% of commissions relative to traditional brokers. Is this a threat to home services? Yeah, I don't think it's much, but you know, I could misjudge that. But obviously the internet's going to try and take away any business that existed in a more traditional form in the past. Buying a home is the biggest deal that most people make in their lives. Uh, sometimes they're moving from another uh, city and they want somebody that explains the schools to them and then, you know, the, the, just how the whole city works. They, they really want a helping hand in, in, in coming in. And it's a very personal transaction. It's a scary transaction sometimes to people. A lot of paperwork involved and all that. They really want somebody they trust. And, and I, I have a feeling that it will be very much a person-to-person -person operation 10 or 20 years from now, but the people who are backing an internet operation think otherwise. And, and certainly uh, Amazon has proved that a lot of businesses that you thought had to be done face-to-face -face can be done very well uh, from thousands of miles away. This uh, question comes in from Jeff Vaughn. He says, Warren, will you talk your, about your thought process and discussion that you and the investment team had about taking a large position in BYD? Which segment of the business was most attractive and why? And, and that comes up because BYD made its way into the top 15 holdings of, right. of Berkshire again uh, this time around. Well, I've said in the past, uh, it really is, wasn't me or the investment team. Charlie called me one day and says, We've got to buy BYD. This guy that runs it is better than Thomas Edison. And I said, that isn't good enough. And then he called the letter and said, he's a combination of Edison and Bill Gates. And I said, well, you're warming up, but it still isn't good enough. Anyway, Charlie wanted to do it. Now, it's worked out so well that I'm actually starting to remember that it was my idea. <laughs> I mean, I, as I'm, it's coming back to me. I think I persuaded Charlie. But, but unfortunately, I'm on the record that it's his deal. The BYD, Charlie's in love with the company. And it's done very well. And the fellow that runs it, you know, was autos and batteries. But he, he's got big, big ideas, and he's very good at executing. So, but I leave it to Charlie. There's another question that came in from David Rolfe, and he, he's asking about uh, precision cast parts. He, he says, has, what's the percentage gain in intrinsic value of PCC since the closing of the acquisition? Can you state it if it's even positive? Um, you've described the $37 billion PCC acquisition as a singular bet on Mark Donegan. Are you pleased with his performance so far? Yeah, I am, but it, it, it has not earned as much as within the projections. Of, but that's a, a very long-term business, and, and uh, uh, the contracts they get can run out into the mid-2020s. And uh, uh, Mark, I just saw him about two days ago, and uh, uh, it, he is an extraordinary uh, business operator. I mean, he just loves figuring out how to make things, and, and, and uh, uh, he hits it off terrifically well with our fellow runs his car because they, they've, they've got that kind of mind, and they're very, very good at it, and Mark never stops working, and he built a sensational company, and, and he will continue that with us. Okay. Uh, and finally, Mark at Folly writes in uh, about the relationship with Todd and Ted, um, the investment gurus in-house. In he says... Has Buffett ever disagreed with any of Todd or Ted's investments, and why? Yeah. Well, they make their own decisions 100%, and they each manage 12 or $13 billion now. And they started out as what, about $5 billion each? Pardon me? They started out with well, each of them. Well, they started out with, they, 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 actually, I think when Todd 
we came about a year ahead of Ted, and I think maybe it's two billion that. I, but it, it has increased at various points, and then they've they've earned a lot of money. Uh, Fort Berkshire, which builds up for them too. Uh, there's certainly they've done things I wouldn't have done, uh, but I've done things they wouldn't do too. I mean, it, I want them to figure out their own. Uh, they the choice. They are good at managing money, and they've got the advantage of managing smaller sums than I'm running, but they've got the disadvantage of running quite a bit larger sums than most people run. I mean, it gets more difficult with size. But they not only have done a good job of managing the money and trusted them, but they've contributed to Berkshire in just dozens of ways. They, are, they were sensational hires. Do you talk about the investments with them ahead of time? Not, no, not ahead of time. And, and there's a number of them I haven't talked with them at, at all. I couldn't even, I couldn't name three quarters of their portfolio. Well, I couldn't tell you the amounts. Uh, I don't remember that well. Uh, but I've gotten ideas from them. Uh, but they take on other tasks. I mean, Todd is on the health care situation. He, he, he's there on Saturday. I was there on Saturday. He's there all day talking to people uh, around the country in, in terms of looking for the right CEO and that sort of thing. It, they are enormous contributors to Berkshire. Some of the most uh Pressing social uh, issues uh, facing facing us, uh, Becky. Like, can you do you know whether he's a Taco Bell or a Chipotle guy? Have you ever asked him? Uh, I'd have a guess. I don't know. Have you been to Taco Bell or Chipotle? Are, are Neither you, one. Neither. <clears throat> Neither one. No. I, I I go to I go to Kentucky Fried. I go to McDonald's. I go to Burger King. I occasionally go to Wendy's. You're skirting, and, <clears throat> skirting the and, question. And there's though. various local ones. Skirting the question. Taco I mean, Bell. Taco. No, I, I, will I, the Taco Bell guy be good at Chipotle, or will he ruin the natural foo-foo, <laughs> you know, all the, you know, I mean, Taco Bell. Knowing I, his inclinations for where he's, <laughs> he just, I, I, when, when I they start serving hamburgers, I'll give you an opinion. Yeah, I don't think he's a taco guy. Uh, all right, all right. I was just, these are the pressing, you know, these are what's on my mind. As I said, I wanted to prepare you for some of these, uh, these social societal I'm for, questions. I'm for whichever one serves Coca-Cola. I'm actually just looking at this. Well, no, I, I was just showing him. I was laughing. You know, I've been watching the wires to see what he says makes the wires. And literally, Joe, this honestly just hit the wires. At 7.44 and 48 seconds a.m., Buffett says, has not gone to Taco Bell, Chipotle, prefers McDonald's, KFC, Burger King, Wendy's. I'm not joking. That literally hit the wires. I'm getting quitter. So I think he can say anything. Yeah, 85-inch screen. Within... Uh, literally within uh, milliseconds, Drudge had uh, Buffett touts stock or tax plan. They had that. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be the lead there, but that that got on Drudge almost uh, almost immediately too. So let me check Huffington Post. But it's not nearly as important as this yeah. as this comment that just made the wire. You too can live to 87. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. That'll come out. Warren, one thing that you, that you said earlier, you, you were talking about Samsung. You mentioned you own the, the Sam, Samsung 85-inch television screen, but you know an awful lot about the company. You don't own the shares, do you? I don't own them, and Berkshire doesn't own them now, but Berkshire has owned uh, Samsung. Uh, it doesn't get reported in our 13F. I, I think 13F just apply to domestic. So it, it actually really? hasn't shown up. But uh, I think I'm right on that. Uh, uh, I'm 99% sure. And uh, so we bought some, when Samsung was at, <laughs> at about a, a million won, <laughs> uh, you got to divide that by something over a thousand, uh, uh, we, we, we bought a, a reasonable amount. Uh, uh, we did sell it when it 
went up. It's higher than this now. It went up to a million eight or something. I think it's around two, two million three or four. Uh, the yuan went in our favor a little bit too, so we did a little bit better in dollars. But. What, I, I mean, I don't think of you as. In the past, you have bought some South Korean stocks. I think it was a while ago. Why? Why? Why were you looking at Samsung at it this point? It was very, very cheap. It, it had a lot of cash. Uh, they hadn't done much on buying in their stock, but they had. They talked about it, uh, but it was it was just very cheap. It's a big, strong, good company. Yeah, I remember you buying a South Korean retailer. Was it years ago? Yeah, I. I there was Costco a time when I bought a whole bunch of little ones. Right, right about personally. the time where we traveled. Yeah, exactly, and we. And there, the, the Korean market was very cheap. I mean, ridiculously cheap after the 1998 when they had all kinds of troubles, uh, uh, and, and there, there were a lot of bargains in Korea. When you say a reasonable amount, I mean, for me, that's a, a different number for my holdings than it would be for you. Are we yeah. talking north of a billion dollars? Well, we probably made in the hundreds of millions someplace. But, uh, you made that much on the yeah, transaction? Not, yeah, not, yeah that, that's my memory. It kind of been 500 million or 400. I, I don't remember exactly. Let, let's talk about some of the other purchases that were revealed, purchases and sales that were revealed in, in some of these most recent filings, the 13Fs. Um, you sold more of your IBM stake and, and bought more Apple, according to the latest filings that we had seen. And a question came in from Brandon Carroll that said, uh, first of all, why, why did you? Well, I was wrong on, at least I felt I was wrong on IBM. Now, I may have been wrong when I sold it to it, but I certainly was wrong when I bought it. Uh, and uh, uh, I felt that uh, Apple has an extraordinary consumer franchise. I, I, Apple's a different kind of business than IBM. They're both tech, obviously, in a major way, and they, they even have a joint venture you know, on some things. But, but, but uh, I think I understand consumer behavior perhaps better than I do uh, the tech business. Wouldn't take much <laughs> to beat it. And, I liked it. I liked Tim Cook very much. I liked their policies. I, I, it, uh, uh, I see how strong that ecosystem is, is to an extraordinary degree. I mean, I, I, I look at my my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, and everybody in the office. I mean, their families. I talked to the people at the furniture mart when the ten hadn't arrived. Nobody goes over to the you know, buy, it, buy an Android. I mean, it, it, it's, you were very, very, very locked in, at least psychologically and mentally, to the, uh, the product you're using. I mean, you got your, all kinds of stuff up on there. It, it, it is, it's a very sticky product. That was sort of the same thing you said about IBM when you were first buying it, that corporations that had bought into it, they were kind of stuck with it, that, yeah. they, that it would be what they were using because it was too hard to get off of a system yeah. like that. And, yeah. and by the way, IBM recently just finally showed an increase in revenue for the first time in like 27 quarters. Yeah, but it was, uh, the foreign exchange went with them, and it was the introduction of a new piece of hardware. I mean, it, it actually, I, they weren't up, uh, except for those two factors. But the the... The cloud came along, and what, one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen in business is when an unrelated type company, a retailer you can call Amazon of that type, goes into another big industry and sees the future in it, gets into it, and then they gave, and Jeff Bezos would say this, he said it on, 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 on the Charlie Rose show sometime ago, he got this amazing runway. I mean, 
the other players, here are all these 200 IQ people, you know, in that business, and they gave him year after year after year. It wasn't a secret of what he was doing, and he was, in an important way, revolutionizing the industry, and the other people sat on their hands, basically. Wow. All right, we have more questions that we're going to ask you related to some of these things, uh, but right now we're going to send it back to Joe. Joe. Hold on. Hold on. I, I just thought of something, Becky. Hey, hey Warren, why, I, I don't understand yep. why Creighton's in the Big East. I don't know. Uh, number one, because it's so far west. But, but let's just, <laughs> so, so it is. You, why don't, I'm inviting you. I'll get the tickets. I'm in, you can go, come with my family. Why don't you come back for the Big East tournament? Not, not the March Madness, but at Madison Square Garden. It's coming up uh, the week of March 7th to 10th. You want to come back for that? We'll, we'll, we'll take well, in a couple of games. Well, that's tempting because I, I like watching Creighton basketball, uh, but I am cutting back on the travel, <laughs> Joe. I, I'll watch it on my 85-inch, and you were talking about now popcorn. Now you're, you're, po you're cutting back. I invite you somewhere, and I invite you somewhere, and you're cutting back on, on your travel. Uh, the minute, the minute Joe, I invite you to, to uh, what? Well, I'll get good seats. I will, I'll tell you what I'll do. Stop I'm making you an invitation. If Creighton, if Creighton gets to the finals in March Madness, I'll take you. How's that? That's pretty That's good. That's a firm offer. I'm not convinced they won't this year. And I'll year. have good tickets. I'm not convinced they I don't no, know. No, I don't I, know who's good. I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, everybody's uh, great. That's the thing. Amazing. Uh, All right. Okay, so forget uh, it. Never I'll have mind. good tickets, but you, you got to be for the Blue Jays, though. I mean, if we go, you cheer for the Blue Jays. That's the deal. Not if it's against <laughs> Xavier. I can't do that. Not if it's a... Uh, well, no, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well that'll we'll be the exception. That's All a right, I just thought, because this is going to be... That's unbelievable. Madison Square Garden, you, you, that, that conference, I mean, if you can win in that conference, you can, you can win anywhere, right? It's like the Southeastern Conference. Who, who would have thought it? Yeah, yeah I know. You're All right. right. Hey there, thanks for checking out CNBC on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of the day's biggest stories. You can also click on any of the videos around me to watch the latest from CNBC. Thanks for watching.